0: Hello. Hello. And welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter.
1: It is a hairstylist-adjacent podcast where each week...
0: Two friends... Who also happen to be hairstylists... Break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden.
1: And I am your hostess, Erica the Red.
0: And today we're going to do a little recap. A little uh, reflection, if you will... That, is that what you would call it? Yeah.
1: Like I just yeah, like a recap. Let's let's talk about the crazy experience, the wild adventure we just went on.
0: Um, so we've been talking about it for like ever on the podcast, totally. like yeah.
1: <laughs> mentioning
0: it here right. and there. But uh we had such an amazing experience this weekend. We had the opportunity to work the ABS one hundred year anniversary show. Mm-hmm. Uh I was there sponsored by Cune uh with Fast Foils. So mm-hmm. I was a platform artist for Fast Foils and I was able to assist uh the global color ambassador for Cune and mm-hmm. all of his looks that he did. And that is what we did this weekend.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. And then I tagged along. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, there's no Hunter without me now. <laughs> I'm coming along with you, buddy. No, but I got to go, and it was cool because, like, um, I was just, like, s- so overwhelmingly grateful to, like, be there mm-hmm. and be getting the experience anyways. Like, I literally just kind of tagged along. Like, I had an artist pass, so I got to hang out. But, like, it was... I was just so excited to be there in the first place. And I haven't been to a show in a long time. Like, not a show like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I just was so stoked. And, like, but also the experience of, like, driving there after work was, like, really tiring. So, like, that first day, I was just kind of, I didn't really know what to expect. And I was kind of overwhelmed, you know? Right. But, like, now that we're sitting back and we literally, we drove two separate cars. (laughs) You can, Hunter drove up on like, what was it? Thursday. He left his house at what? Midnight.
0: Yeah. I left at 1130 on Thursday night. And then I got into Chicago around 738. After working
1: a full day at work on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I left on Saturday after work, but I only worked until what? Three. Three. And then I left town about 430.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got there a lot earlier than I did. At your
1: house, but then yeah. So I got in it. What time was
0: it? I don't know. Two or three. Yeah, like two or two. three. Um, but yeah. So that's obviously our peak this week, mm-hmm. and I don't really have a pit. I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm tired. Yeah. I guess
1: my pit. Oh wait, I have a fun story. Remember what did I say? I can't wait to talk about this on the podcast.
0: I don't remember what the you said. The first day,
1: my lunch break. Oh. So, we were in Chicago, which, like, you know, Chicago the windy city. I've never been Chicago to Chicago before. Like, I've never been other than the airport. But um, apparently I was right in that area the whole time because yeah. You were there. So, um, there was a point where I had to run back to the room. Um, and so, I took Hunter's car. Like, we had our own separate cars, but we drove from our hotel to...
0: The convention um, the center. The convention
1: center. And then we met um, Tiffany, remember, downstairs. And so she, then she had the car. So she, someone else besides Hunter, or I parked the vehicle. And Hunter gave me a general idea of where it was. but Because
0: I only had a general only, idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And you gave me the right general idea. I just was you know, somewhat distracted by the freezing (laughs) cold temperatures, rain, and the fact that I was literally in a t-shirt and effing flip-flops, walking around in cold, windy Chicago, beeping cars desperately, like, (laughs) oh my god, where is it? When I tell you guys I walked around the whole parking lot and then around this entire parking garage, like, literally beeping, frozen, like, my skin is no longer cold <laughs> because it's like because it's numb because it's numb yeah exactly like <laughs> it was insane right my pants were wet soaked everything and when i finally found the car i was like thank you jesus
0: <laughs> so erica missed most of the first day of her being there because of it was the car a good situation two
1: hours at least
0: yeah it was wild <sighs> um yeah. Overall, like, we've just talked about it so much now that it's kind of like, let's just tell stories from the week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like she said, we drove down or up and back separately, but on the way back, (laughs) I think it was probably like 30 minutes into the drive, maybe not even that, maybe like an hour or like 20 minutes into the drive, uh, Erica calls me, and we just stayed on the phone the entire seven and a half hours- (laughs) It was like we were driving together, but we were just keeping each other awake on the phone with each other all night and just talking about the entire weekend.
1: It made the drive so much more bearable than doing it, like, without that on the way up. Like, I was so tired and my eyes were killing me, like, driving up. And I technically, like, started sooner, you know? Yeah. And then getting, um... Like, remember we were, I was like, holy cow, we have two hours left. What the yeah. heck, you know? That last 45 minutes
0: did take a while. Like, I was like,
1: please, let's just get there. <laughs> we didn't
0: say a word to each other when we got here. I, I, we had to record early this morning. Uh, we had a fantastic guest on the podcast. Uh, yeah. I don't know if this one will come out first.
1: Okay, so, so next, next week, week's Hunter episode,
0: Donia. Hunter Donia is on. um. And, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, we had to you, be up super early. We did not say a word. We, we walked, walked into in, the yeah. door and we just went,
1: I go, I know where the bedroom is. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And I went upstairs and he went to his room and then
0: that was history. Yeah, that was it. My no, head hit the pillow and morning. I went yeah, snoozed. And then I woke up several times this morning thinking I was getting too much sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that feeling, too, because it's like a jerk mm-hmm. reaction. Um. So, let's just recap the weekend. So, my first day there was Friday. This yeah. was my first time, like, working, working the show. Yeah. Like, being, the, like, a part of almost every aspect of, aspect it. of it. Yeah. Um. And so... Friday and I didn't know what to expect. So maybe someone else is looking to be a platform artist or Mm -hmm. looking to start going to shows. Yeah. Essentially. So I was given the opportunity to go to the show and work with the Fast Foils team um, because I am a ambassador for Fast Foils. So, um, if you want to use fast foils, they have special endothermic technologies that uh, process your highlights up to 25% faster. And speaking from solid experience, Mm -hmm. it is absolutely true. They do process the hair faster. The foils are so much stronger than most foils that I've Mm -hmm. used. The texture's great. Um...
1: I'm not paid by them, and I say they're amazing.
0: There you go. <laughs> they
1: don't pay me, but I do love them. Exactly. You know, so like, I my one of my favorite parts when you were on the little platform at one point when you were like these foils ain't going anywhere, and you just like flicked it up. Oh yeah, which I have the video of so we can yeah I'm gonna
0: insert I'll it. insert it here. But but it's like when you put color on the foil it almost magnetizes so the foil does not go anywhere Mm -hmm. which is what I was worried about when I initially like the first time I used them because they were they're slick they're a slick foil so it was surprising honestly Mm -hmm. the first time you use them that you put that color on there and it's not moving no um
1: but it was cool for me to like again not be necessarily affiliated with the company but have used the product and then like to be there and like I know it works, but I don't know how it works. So to hear from, like, Ben, exactly. The founder the, of the company. You know, like, he freaking invented it. Like, you know.
0: Well, and then, okay, here's the thing. Or here's another great thing about the weekend. Ben, mm-hmm. the founder of Fast Foils, um, he will be on the podcast soon. <laughs> Um, and with him, we'll pro- we'll talk about the foil, yeah. obviously, and just kind of, like, how it came to be. How did he discover it? What made him – how wh- what channels did he go through to get there? To get I think there. that would be a really yeah. cool episode. Um,
1: yeah, like, how does one take your idea in your head and make it a reality? like Right. How do you – what does that process look like? You know? And
0: then, not even that, but, like – they're not in
1: they're not in Mar- they're, they're in, Canada yeah they're
0: yeah. in Canada so the distribution to the united mm-hmm. like to here yeah i think having been on would just be a really cool episode to kind of how do you get from point a to point b and then to distribute to other countries and yeah. um what the ups and the downs and ebbs and flows are anyway we got so far off track I was talking about how I got there. Um, I'm an ambassador for the company. Uh, they were having a pre- a large presence at the show this mm-hmm. year. They asked for volunteers, and I jumped at the opportunity. One thing that I learned this weekend mm-hmm. about that in particular, talking about opportunities, is like whenever someone tells you. Like, for instance, me, I've been in the industry for a while. When someone tells you, like, we want you to do this for the experience, this is a good experience for you. Mm-hmm. Take the opportunity. All I can say is, you don't know that until you do it. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I want, yeah, I wanted to be at the show. Did I want to get paid for it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it was just a decision that this time around, because they've been to a couple shows before, and I have been invited and not gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that I regret it, because I feel like I went, everything happens for a reason, and I needed to be at this show. Um, But, yeah, it was just one of those things. Like, you don't realize how true that is Mm -hmm. until you take the opportunity to do it. And then you take away what you take away from this opportunity and this investment that you make in yourself is so much more valuable than the investment in itself
1: yeah well and you know what it's funny because like one of the things is like I said I haven't been to a show like this in a long time you know and um I feel like there's been so many other things like financially and like just other priorities financially that like I haven't like made this the most important. Like it's not like I haven't invested in any education or done free education or like, you know what I mean, taken initiative in those ways. And obviously we have it through the salon as well. But like it was so rejuvenating to be there and, like, even just going to a show and remembering why I actually love this, like, what I love about this business, you know? Yeah. And, like, for me, a lot, like, it seemed like a lot had has changed because even the last show I went to, it was one distributor. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the industry as a whole, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I don't know. It just was, it was really... Cool, and I don't know mm-hmm. what the hell I expected. I actually went in without expectations, same to the to the best of my ability, because um, I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Thank you for freaking inviting me to go to that with you.
0: Of course, you know? absolutely. I would invite you. I know we you talked, know what I mean. Uh, we like... already
1: talked about that, but like <laughs> I'm just you know on the record. I want it recorded that I really appreciate you inviting me to that.
0: Um, well, of course. Yeah. Um, shoot. So,
1: and then you guys, I just want everyone to know, cause he's not going to say this. He's not going to tell you this, but Hunter kicked ass <laughs> and did his damn thing. <laughs> like from everything to like just his stage presence on the little, you know, platform. Like there was some, I did miss him on the stage the first day that I was there. um,
0: it's probably a good thing that you did. I was nervy, nerve. Were you? So, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Okay. So, when I got there, and we walked up to the stage uh-huh. to do our presentation, I was with George Alderetti, George, uh, the global yeah hair color ambassador for Cune ha- Hair Cosmetics.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a big freaking deal. Yeah, bro. And it didn't set in until we were walking from,
1: I remember this. We were
0: walking from the model room out to the floor. And I hear a really familiar voice, but it was like one of those things where it was like you couldn't place it, but it was like, this is a comforting voice. I like this voice. Mm -hmm. Turn around, and it's my boss um, that I had at Jewel the salon that I was at when I became a CUNE educator.
1: Well, you didn't tell me this part.
0: I know. I've been waiting to tell you on the podcast.
1: Oh, man. I didn't know there was anything you hadn't told me yet.
0: Yeah. So the tea, honey. So I heard her voice, and she was like, she goes, hey. And we both turned around, and she said, look at you two. And then she looked at me, and she was like, I- I'm so proud of you. And she was like, this is a big deal. And I literally, that's when it set in that it was a big fucking deal. And then I started to like analyze that 10 second walk to the platform. I was like, oh my God. I realized I wanted to be an educator at a hair show. I am at a hair show. I'm about to be on a fucking stage and there are going to be people that might see me and say, that's what I want to do. That is, that guy is who I want to be when I grow up. And the, the, like, pressure yeah, that I felt in that moment, I was like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. So... Super nervy on the first one, and I, I, when you asked me how it went, I told you it was like, uh, very hot, very sweaty, kind of feels like there's a bajillion like honey badgers running after you, and you're backed in a corner. And that's not my analogy. That was Amber's analogy, actually. <laughs> that's what she said. Yes, and I was like, you know what? That is actually how it is because. So I've had, like, nerves before a class, Mm -hmm. right? This was, like, fear. Yeah. But unexplainable. Mm -hmm. I wasn't afraid that I was going to mess up. I wasn't afraid I was going to say the wrong thing. Because I know the content. I know how to foil hair. Mm -hmm. I was just scared. That's just the only, like, it was just, like, deer in a headlight.
1: You What you said to me was like, yeah, you were like, yeah, it really, what did you say? You were like, I was fine until I opened my mouth. Yes. Until I started talking. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I think the sound of my own voice would scare me mm-hmm. in that
0: situation. And I was, like, I was fine. I was internalizing yeah. all of those feelings that I told you. Like, mm-hmm. that 10 second walk, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh yeah. my God. I don't know if it showed. On my face. Well,
1: and I poop. I didn't. I didn't see anything.
0: It's all good. So I'm glad know. that I didn't have anyone that knew me there, like friend wise. Yeah. I mean, George was there, and I consider him a friend. Mm-hmm. He's my mentor, and like I knew that if I froze, mm-hmm. he would, he would get me out he of would, it. Yeah, you know what he I mean? Had your
1: back, hundred percent. I
0: wasn't worried about freezing yeah. or anything like that. So the first class so many room so much room for opportunity. Mm-hmm. The second time I went up there, I felt it. It like my it was all in my heart and it just came right out and Oh,
1: I get I see yeah. what you're saying. The first time there was some learning curves, but the second mm-hmm. time it was like Psh.
0: I had the well, normal
1: Oh, dress rehearsal, baby.
0: Yeah. I had the normal like nervy in my tummy. Yeah. But that's not like a bad thing. It was more like a All right.
1: I really think it's just an acknowledgement of you understand the weight in that moment, which means it means something. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know why I've been so fucking emotional over this It's because
0: you're exhausted.
1: I'm exhausted. Bro. I'm exhausted.
0: And it's not necessarily the show that exhausted us. Let's get that clear. It's the fact that we were stupid and drove.
1: Well, I honestly don't think I could have afforded to go if I didn't drive. Either
0: oh way. well.
1: <laughs> honestly, like with everything I've had going on, yeah, financially wise. I mean, even I mean, you're going
0: to California in two days.
1: Uh, I literally looked at your calendar and I was like, no, God, I'm scared.
0: I have Erica's events in my calendar. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> on only, my it's desk on the podcast calendar. Yeah,
1: but anyways, yeah, well, that and. So you guys, I was on stage at a fucking hair show this weekend too. <laughs> In a way different, more like capacity than um I thought it would be when I was a young baby hairdresser. Yeah, I thought my experience would be more like how yours was going, right? Um That
0: and, doesn't mean that your next experience well, okay, won't
1: be. So hear me out. You guys like we obviously have reflected a lot over this weekend and um like, I feel like, cause I wasn't scared at all, but I was the model. (laughs) Like, so it was fun. You know, I just like, except "Ah." for
0: you almost falling on the stage. Yeah.
1: I did almost fall. Yeah.
0: Well, there was hair color on the stage. Is that what it was? Yeah. I just was like, I it. So, so after y'all did that, I didn't see you almost fall. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I was, I was behind the stage, but there was a camera where you could kind of see what was going Mm on. It just hadn't turned on yet whenever everybody was walking out there. But when the models were walking, every last one of the models slipped in the same spot, and it was right where you were. Oh. So there was a spot of hair color on the floor that didn't get cleaned up or didn't get noticed, and then... Oh,
1: no. Well, yeah, because I literally, like, I was, like... And I was. I was wearing slippery, like, flat heels. heels. And so... I, that's funny. I just thought I slipped and I was like, that's what I get for wearing high heels on the stage.
0: (laughs) No, there was color on the floor.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Good. I don't feel so bad. But yeah, um, it was cool like to do that. It was like last minute Jay needed It didn't Mm -hmm. work out with his other model or whatever. So I got to be the model. Um, So yeah, I just have to tell myself that like I've done it before. I mean, I didn't have to talk. Mm -hmm. that that part would be scary but it was scary that is what I always wanted to do as a young hairdresser dresser that was my goal you know what I mean and like somewhere along over the years I've like convinced myself that that's not where I'm going you know
0: but now after this weekend you might reconsider that
1: well it inspired me to even like try you know what I mean Instead of just being, like, putting it out of my mind because I'm too scared to fail.
0: It put a sliver of belief, maybe. You know?
1: I mean, I... Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what I would call it. Just, like, I think that, like, we talked about a lot of stuff this weekend, and we're going to have some people on to talk about these, some of these subjects, you know? But, like... I have felt very... Like, I'll be completely honest, like, there's been times in my career as an educator where I felt very on my own and unsupported, like, from my higher-ups, you know, and left to my own devices, which we all know I can (laughs) spiral (laughs) into a not-very-good place, right? So, like, and, like, I know that my life was pretty, uh, my my head was kind of on my ass in my first go-around as an educator, you know, and I feel like. I really had to kind of crumble to rebuild to like be mentally, emotionally mm-hmm. like capable of actually <laughs> being the person I want to be, you know? Yeah. Um, But I also feel like if you have the right environment of like people around you who are just as transparent and like authentic, like you realize like, some people struggle until they're forty, and then they hit success. Well, and like, fuck, that's me. Like, shit, you know. Since yeah, my language. Cut some of that out, but it's true, mm-hmm. you know. And then, like, being in like that room with everybody, and just everybody being so nice, and like, like genuinely nice, and it doesn't feel fake, and like, I don't know, it just it was like oh my god there's hope like it's not Mm -hmm. always going to be this negativity like I don't have I am I am scrappy I am (laughs) these things but I also don't have a lot of mental capacity for like mentally abusive or tough like situations like I just yeah like fuck that I'd rather not
0: be a part of it be a part of that yeah you
1: know what I mean and I think that's why I like there's a it's another thing I was telling Hunter So I was like The good part for me is, like, as the industry has changed in social media and I just haven't really kept up with it, like, there are a lot of people who are leaders in this industry that, like, I don't know who they are because I just don't. Like, I haven't Mm -hmm. been to a show in a while. I don't know a lot of these things. I don't keep up on a lot of this stuff because of my experience the first time around. I just kind of let that whole world go. Right. You know? And then to be there and to find out this person I was just chopping it up with was like XYZ from so and so. And you're like, wait, they're who does what? Like, uh huh. Holy moly. And
0: they were that kind and that. And,
1: like, yeah.
0: And that's like something too that, like, I think it's important to note that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you were, you. We're pushed out of the industry by and once again we're gonna you're gonna hear this again on next week's episode. Sorry about it. We recorded them yeah. on the same day. <laughs> we're gonna talk about with Amber the the bullying that happens in our industry. Yeah. And that's what pushed you away the first time is all of these people like generationally bullying each uh-huh. other into thinking that they're not good enough.
1: Well and even just like I mean that is a thing, but it was also too like l- maybe not necessarily bullying, but lack of support, lack of checking in, lack. Of
0: they were worried about making themselves, making
1: sure you had, or just kind of feeling like I was at the bottom of the ladder and didn't really matter, or like, and you know me, like there's all some companies are different, their cultures are different. Like you got if you got a problem with me, you can't make a general statement.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you're going to have to just come directly to me and say, hey, girl, fix this.
0: Yeah, I'm going to need this to be fixed. This
1: needs to change. You have what it takes to fix it. And if you don't, here's what you can do. Mm -hmm. I'm here to support you. Let's change this and make it better. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I need. So Mm -hmm. I just think it wasn't that. And like I said, I take full responsibility for the fact that, like, I was young and there were probably situations I could have been more professional in or like skills I could have sharpened more, but like nobody really ever coached me at all past like certification or
0: recertification, you know? Mm-hmm. You didn't um, have like a constant... I didn't constant... have a,
1: a mentor and I have learned as I've gotten older that that is like totally what I need, Yeah, you know? And it, I, it, <laughs> it fits, but I'm like just makes me wish even more I had sucked it up and, like, done an apprenticeship. Yeah. You know, because I was so anxious to make money doing here at, like, when I was young that I was like, I'm not, I I don't want to be somebody's bitch. I don't want to dust shells for 15, you know, months before I'm allowed to do a men's cut, the thing I hate the most at that time, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah, I would love to go learn at the Bumble and Bumble Academy, but, like, I'm not putting all that blood, sweat, and tears. I'll pay for the opportunity myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to go somewhere else where I can get my hands dirty and do some hair. And, like, I did get a decent start. Start. I don't, you know, I do think there are hairdressers who are, like, learn it and they're more mechanical with it. And then there's people like me who are, like. I used always braided my Barbie's hair when I was little and then I just started doing my friend's hair and then, like, mm-hmm. I taught myself. I was doing haircuts that professional hairdressers could check and be like, oh, it looks pretty good. It's a little bit longer on the left, but it's pretty darn even. Yeah. When I was 15, you know what I mean? And <laughs> right. I was doing it with two mirrors on my own head and had no clue i just thinking about how the shape of the head works and this and that you know so sometimes that's another reason why i get insecure because like some people i you're so technical like you are and i love it about you because you'd speak in a way that's so completely different from what like how i look at it you know Mm -hmm. but i like it because it's it's the language it's the lingo you explain it really well and i'm just like yeah that what Mm -hmm. he said you know
0: I am very technical, and mm-hmm. I I do get creative, I, mm-hmm. for sure, but because I'm so technical, it could be someone like you might have a hard time learning from me, yeah. whereas someone like you could be at a show sitting down, and then someone like you is also teaching, and you're saying, like, okay, well, her head feels like this here, so I'm going to pull this here mm-hmm. and cut like this because of this. Mm-hmm. And make it in your own words because right. your words are someone else's words. They're not everyone's words, mm-hmm. just the same as mine aren't everyone's words. George's aren't everyone's words. Who all of these educators mm-hmm. have a different way of saying the same freaking thing.
1: Yeah, I just yeah. I mean, I guess I feel like that's been something that I've always felt like I was insecure about. Is I'm like I don't like for Christ's sake. I didn't remember what the parietal ridge was for the long. I'm like what 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 is the what does that mean you know right. like you got to remind me you know, yeah I don't what's convex versus concave layers like what the hell does that mean mm-hmm. tell me what that looks like and then I can remember you know yeah i just the way I think about things are visual like every time I cut somebody's hair if they part their hair on the side like I just even though I was taught to do it in the middle I'm gonna do it the
0: on way, the way side. that they do it
1: Or, like, if it's a really deep part, because I did hair in those days, you know what I would do? Is you can't match that. You cannot match it. But what you can do is you can take that, like, lighter side and slide cut down that side. So, like, no, it's no longer correct if you flip the head over. There's Mm -hmm. technically a flaw, but it's visually correct.
0: And I think that that is what makes it art.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... I don't know. I just like to be in a nurturing environment and remember that, like, the beauty of this business is a buttload of individuals.
0: Yes. And it's not.
1: themselves. And, like, they're, I mean, cultures are important, but it's important that cultures, like, like, encourage and welcome.
0: Individuality. Yeah,
1: that's the word I'm looking for. Nurture individuality. That's what I'm looking
0: for. And I just, I feel really fortunate to be aligned with a company like Fast Foils that Mm -hmm. they, from the second I walked in, I felt cared for.
1: I got more hugs this weekend than I've had in the last fucking year.
0: (laughs) And good hugs. I'm not
1: joking.
0: These people, like, hug. These people loved
1: Maybe that's why I'm crying so much. Because <laughs> you had so much love. My god is so full of love that's like pouring out. Well, that and I'm on my period. And
0: <laughs> oh god,
1: <laughs> that part too. Sorry, cut that off.
0: And too. that's on what period? Period.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it so. Okay, I'm trying to think what else were some other epic moments. From what the were show. some cool
0: booths that you got to see? Because I didn't get to see any of the booths, and if so, I did, I was too overstimulated to well, look.
1: Okay, so that's the other thing is like, okay, so the first day I literally, legitimately got lost. Okay, the first day, I got lost. I was supposed to go help Jay like move stuff from. I thought he said meet me at the classroom at ten fifty. <laughs> that's what ten fifty. Me in the classroom, they were going to the booth, but I think it was the other way around. Go to the booth. Yeah, but I still, to this moment, I have no fucking clue where they actually were and where they actually went. (laughs) (laughs) That's why Jay Rooney came up and he gave me that hug and he was like, "Do not worry about that. Do not carry that with you this weekend. Like, I love you. It's fine. Don't worry. You know, right?" Just which holy shit made me feel so much better because I'm like, I totally just let one of my idols down. Like, holy shit, you know? And he just came up and just was like, nope, you're, number one, he knew that I would. And number two, he was like, I'm not going to let you do that.
0: Well, and the fact that he spent an hour with you virtually and then what, not two, three hours in person. Yeah. And, was cognizant of your feelings enough that he knew that.
1: Yeah, totally. It was crazy. And,
0: and I, I just like. I think
1: he is fucking, he might actually be God. Like, <laughs> like, so much love in that man and, like, just grace and sweetness that I'm just like, I love you.
0: Yes. And he just loves everyone. And that's all the feeling that I have from all weekend. Yeah. Seriously, like, that And was, then we had the best pasta of our lives. Oh, my
1: God. We did have the best pasta, but tell, let's tell them about the, um... No, I want to tell you, I went to that class, the Global Textures.
0: Oh, class, yes, 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 yes. In yes. the
1: afternoon, and, um, it was just... I thought it was going to be a little bit more in-depth, you know? Uh-huh. Um... It was a really great, like, overview and kind of, like, intro into, like, why it is really important to understand every texture of hair. You know what I mean? Which I've always wanted to learn, but – um. and then it just kind of talked about, like, she said – she did – said the same thing. The fabric – hair is a fabric, mm-hmm. you know, not a race, and, like, like as – It's just a matter of knowing why the hair is the texture it is and how you what it needs,
0: how to listen to the hair, how to
1: listen to it. Yeah, like what it needs. Like, if it's showing this characteristic, what does this mean? If it's Mm -hmm. showing that characteristic, what does that mean? Because the truth of the matter is, is like there is a bajillion different combinations of DNA that are going to give you a billion different combinations of these hair characteristics whether it's you know hair strand size or curl or coil or straight or dehydrated or oily scalp or are you you know what I Mm -hmm. mean like your scalp is so tied into it too and it just was like a really good kind of overview and like this is why it's really important that we open up this conversation and like be open and talk about it more
0: well so speaking Of being Mm. open and talking about that more. Um, I'm really excited to announce that Kia Neal. Yes. um, Kia Artistically Neal, founder of Texture versus Race. I'm so excited to open that conversation up. And we're going to give Kia the floor and Mm. really suck in all... Whoa, that was weird. Really (laughs) so... soak Soak in absorb all of the information that she gives us to grow yeah and I'm just really I don't want to talk about it too much because I I want her to give it to us you know
1: no I'm excited we had the chance to connect with some really awesome people that I'm really excited like really excited about
0: Yes. So we have a lot of exciting episodes and
1: good conversations coming up, you guys, like good stuff. So, what else? What else?
0: What else? What else? Um, let's see. The because we can just sit here and talk about how amazing it is, but that that could be a little bit boring. Uh, we went to where did we go to oh, the eat? The
1: restaurant. So that's what I was gonna say. So we yeah. So the afternoon, and then we went to lunch that or dinner that first day, and we what was it? We tried to go somewhere.
0: We tried to just go to a pub.
1: Yeah, and then. Um, No, because we had decided on
0: Mexican food. Yes, and the Mexican restaurant was closed. And
1: we opted, that's what it was. We opted to go farther from the hotel because the show had just got out and it was going to be busy everywhere that was walking distance, right? So we Mm -hmm. all, four of us, we got in my car and we drove. We decided on Mexican, drove, we get to there. And there's like, we walk up and there's like not really anybody in the restaurant. Like it's open, but there's literally nobody in there.
0: And Yeah, I was like, um...
1: And then there was an Irish pub, like, right next door.
0: And there was a lot of people in there.
1: So we just walked over to the pub and had a seat. And then you get the menu, and it's Irish food on one side and literally Mexican food on the other side. So they are, like, (laughs) two restaurants right next to each other, but they're, like, under the same kitchen, I assume?
0: I'm assuming that that's what it is.
1: Because, I mean, it was just the most random
0: but and the thing is both cuisines were delicious. Were so
1: good. Like so they did good.
0: both so well.
1: So well. Yeah, Hunter got what did you get shepherd's pie?
0: Shepherd's pie. And yeah. I
1: got um uh shrimp tacos. Mm. They were so good.
0: They looked delicious. They were
1: delicious. And, like, everything on the menu sounded so good. So as good as those tacos were, I bet you everything was just as damn good. Oh, yeah. And I ate a little bit of your shepherd's pie. I did have a bite of it. I
0: had a little bit of the fish and chips, too.
1: Oh, yeah. And then homegirl got fish and chips. And then what did she get? Guinness cheese soup?
0: Yeah, Guinness cheese soup. She said it wasn't that great.
1: Yeah. It looked like nacho cheese, kind of.
0: That's kind of what I was and thinking.
1: I was expecting it to look more like French onion soup. I don't know why. Like the or color, like beer the cheese. The color of Guinness with, yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know what I would have thought. I, it's not something I would have ordered because I don't. No,
1: I don't think so either.
0: Beer. Even though I know it's supposedly cooked out, I th- the flavor, the yeast, the. Yeah. I, That mm, just doesn't sound good to me. Like know. vodka sauce with pasta. Don't like that.
1: Like, you don't like any sauce with like alcohol in it. Mm-mm. You don't like the flavor. Mm-mm. What about like a white wine sauce? No. What? I
0: you don't like don't the like taste it? of alcohol. Well, I,
1: I mean, I don't. I'll tell you straight up, I cannot ever taste alcohol when it's cooked in the food.
0: I feel like I can.
1: Like I can taste the notes of it, but I don't taste alcohol.
0: It's the notes though that, you know how like some people would drink an alcohol, a non-alcoholic wine or a non-alcoholic beer Mm -hmm. because they like the taste, the notes, the taste of it. Not me.
1: Oh, see, I'll totally drink a little non-alky beer. That's all, probably all I would drink now, to be honest. Mm -hmm. At least for a while. I'm really enjoying the clear headedness of like.
0: Isn't it nice? Sobriety. What Uh, else? So
1: yeah, so that was day, my day one, your day two. And then the last day.
0: No, that was your day one, my day three.
1: Oh, yeah. Your day three. It was day two of the actual show because your first mm-hmm. day was prep though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then I had had planned some classes to do the morning of the last day. Like, I had my whole morning, like, planned out. I went through there and, like, starred the classes I wanted at the certain time things and was, like, ready to just spend the whole morning in the classroom. And then um, Jay's model fell through and he needed a model. So I was like, yeah, of course, of course I would do that. Of course I'll do that. Yeah. You know, like, and I was thinking, oh, main stage at 10.15, like, I will be done by X, Y, and Z time. I'll be able to make it to the second class. it will be no big deal. Right. (laughs) It did not happen. (laughs) Did not happen at all. So in the afternoon, that was when I just kind of went out and walked the floor. Oh, and that was the other thing is in getting lost and not finding the classroom and that whole scenario the first day, I was so overwhelmed. Like sensory overload overwhelm on that floor. I got turned around and I just was like, I don't know. I'm not n- normally like that. But yeah. It was like a lot of stimulation and I was alone and I didn't know. And like, you were busy. And so, like, it's not like I could just be like, Hunter, where are we? Help me. You yeah. You know what I mean? You weren't even there. So, it's like, it's
0: humongous.
1: Well, and I am really realizing how bad my social anxiety is. Like, it brought a lot of it into, forward to my face, you know, which I'm very grateful for.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel
1: like those are the experiences I live for now because I'm like, oh, cool. Now we know. We can fix it. <laughs> you know, like, great.
0: Therapy. Got yeah, it. Yeah,
1: exactly. We're not avoiding anything anymore. So, um, so I just kind of literally like went out the back, you know, of the, from where the prep room was and like out by where the makeup booth, the rude booth was. And then like slowly started like half mooning mm-hmm. one hall at a time until I had like visited every booth. And then I did like kind of stop and look at some. You know, I, like, was paying attention over at Leaf and Flower for a while. Um, I did want to actually pay it, like, watch Moroccan Oil, but I ended up just spending paying attention to Fast Foils <laughs> when I was over there, you know, because, like, I can't use Moroccan Oil at all. Like, yeah. I can't, I was loving their lightener, but I can't even use that. It was, like, I'm allergic to it.
0: That's so crazy. Remember it's the I fragrance, right?
1: I, I think so. I think it has to be something in the fragrance because it was like, and it was like not right away. There was a time when it was like Moroccan oil was like the first thing that came out with that product line, you know, mm-hmm. and like it was only Moroccan oil and I would use it on my clients when I worked at Regis, like all the time, you know? Right. Um, and then when I moved to Eugene and we used it, uh, London, down in Eugene, I bought a bottle, you know, regular retail size bottle, shampoo and conditioner, moisturizing, conditioner, and by about two weeks in, my scalp, when I tell you it was in fuego, it was in fuego. Red, inflamed, itchy, burning, like, all the time.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: I eventually stopped using it, and I assume it was like, because I'm sensitive to laundry detergent, like, I've had to go home because my parents... Like, I washed my clothes at... Um,
0: like a friend's house? Yeah,
1: like a friend's house or something. And I was like, I was going to scratch my all my skin off, like, bad, you know? And so, I'm sensitive to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because I love Moroccan oil. I love the product line. Like, it works great. I can use most products, like, sparingly on clients. Um, also, let's, let me be fully transparent here i am the worst at wearing gloves and i will do a full foil of one hundred and sixty thousand million foils and pull them all at once and rinse them and get lightener all over my hands you know what i mean uh-huh. so but i will say with the cune it doesn't happen with the moroccan oil it does but i just think it's because i'm allergic to an ingredient the lightener is amazing and it works well, and if I wear gloves, I can use it. Like, you know what I mean? But if I scoop that out when I'm before I mix my stuff up, like, I literally tuck two pairs of gloves in my back pocket oh. because I'm like, I'm gonna end up taking one off at one point because inevitably water will get in and I sensory can't handle that. <laughs> so I have to have a dry glove and a dry hand or I will freak out.
0: I hate putting a glove like on a wet hand. Yeah.
1: Oh God! But dear. then I also
0: hate starting a shampoo with gloves on.
1: Me too. I hate touching dry hair with gloves on. It's
0: Ugh. weird. It's gonna make my skin
1: crawl. i so bad. Like it, but it is, that's a weird, a real sensory block for me. I hate gloves. I feel like I can't touch. I can't feel the hair. I can't do.
0: She has like a.
1: It's the same as, like, if I put lotion on that's too thick on my hands, it makes me feel like I can't breathe. You yeah. know, it feels like somebody went like this with a baby powder bottle up my nose. That is literally what it feels like to me. What the heck? It's, it's a sensory thing. That was clearly work, wasn't it? Oh, podcast. Um, But, yeah, so that was then the last day was the main stage mm-hmm. thing. And then Hunty did his little thing on the – the booth. We didn't mm-hmm. take a picture at the spinny thing, which I was like wanting to do the whole time. I know. I didn't do any of like, we. I brought the we got these little cool road like clip on mics mm-hmm. that have these really cool like holders to like do interview type shit with. We did not do very much of, I did, I failed. I did not do that.
0: <laughs> well, I just think I underestimated the amount of, of like time
1: mm-hmm.
0: there is in a day.
1: Well, I also think <laughs> that, like, you didn't really know what to expect and you weren't sure exactly how it was going to go or how much you were going to be needed or what level you were going to be supporting either.
0: Right, because I, ex- I fully expected to walk in there and be like, go shampoo the mannequins, go, like wash the bowls, mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. That's what I fully expected. Yeah. And, like, set up the trays and take the trays on the stage, take the trays off the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the best experience of my life. There you go. I think this episode is going to be titled The One That Changed Our Lives.
1: The One That Changed Our Lives. I like it.
0: Yeah. Well, do you have anything else to add?
1: Um... No, just about that that dope little Italian restaurant that we found in Chicago.
0: That what was the was name? So Give it a plug.
1: It was Nona Maria. Uh, hang on. Something Nona. Do 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 do. Uh, I know, right? It should be in my history. I don't know where
0: it went. It's okay. We can wait.
1: Never mind. Oh, are we going (laughs) to wait? Nona Silvius. (laughs) 1400 Canfield Avenue, Park Ridge, Illinois.
0: It was delicious. It's
1: 505 miles away from Hunter's house.
0: In case anyone wants to know. In
1: case you want to know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Breakroom Banner. If you banner. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Breakroom Banter. If you want to follow us on our social media channels, I am at Herrick's Hunter on all the things. And
1: I am Erica the Redhead on all the things. Our
0: podcast is at Break Room Banter Pod on all the things. We also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Break Room Banter Pod. Make sure you're following us on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Play Podcasts, on anywhere you can get your podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. Please leave us comments and reviews. Yeah. We love to read them. Uh, if you need advice give or anything, yeah. just send us a message. Give us a comment. Do the thing. If you
1: love us, tell us. If you hate us, tell us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, if you don't, ha- if you hate me, don't tell me because I will hurt my feelings. Well. So anyway, until next time, remember.
1: You always have a seat at our table.
0: Bye. bye.